Hello, and welcome to Dave Hill's Podcasting Incident with me, Dave Hill, the pride of Cleveland and beyond. I uh, actually just a few days ago got some free dipping sauces in uh, in Portland. Uh, it's weird. I, I hadn't ordered anything, which felt weird. Anyway, if you can hear some breathing that's not my own in the background, I'm, I'm sitting here, Lucy's... My sweet dog Lucy is uh, has her head in my sort of the crook of my arm, taking a nap. It's her birthday today, the day I'm recording this, which is Thursday, December fifth. Um, she's five years old. Doesn't look a day over. I don't know three. Who knows? It's hard to say. Two. She's beautiful. We know this. Um, anyway, thank you for joining me once again for Dave Hill's podcasting incident. Um, I've just returned from a magical week in Cleveland with a quick detour to lovely Portland. Portland? Why do I struggle? It's, it's not a hard city to say. Portland, Oregon, or Oregon. Tomato, tomato. Well, where I was at the Ha Ha Harvest Comedy Festival. It was a super blast. My partner in crime, Chris Gersbeck, joined me. We did a live uh, version of So You're Canadian, and a ton of people showed up, which was super cool, um, even though I believe we scared away a 10-year-old and his father with our saucy talk. I apologize if you're listening. It was not intentional. Anyway, I'm back in NYC, cold, but my hair looks incredible. That's all that matters. Um, what else can I tell you? Uh, Gosh, we have some people to thank on Patreon, and we will. Um, Lucy just put her paw on the computer. She's really uh, not not really uh, playing along here with this voiceover intro. Um, anyway, uh, but I'll 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 take care. Of that. I'd, I'd have to wake her up to to thank everyone. So I'll thank everyone next week, and uh, and we have some new gang member nicknames and all sorts of things. Coming down the pike, if you'd like to get in on the hot, hot action, I don't know why I pronounced it, action, like I'm from the Midwest. I am from the Midwest, but I don't think I talk like that, do I? Anyway, go to patreon.com forward slash Dave Hill. Uh, so many hot goodies waiting for you. Uh, please support us if you can so we can keep these, this podcast and so you're Canadian and, and, uh, and History Fluffer going. Um, actually, So You're Canadian is part of the Maximum Fun Network. So it's really just the other two. I'm sorry. I haven't had enough coffee today. I, I'm talking on my butt. Um, anyway, let's get into it. We have an incredible episode for you today. Uh, our old friend, Liam McEnany, a Queens native, just like my partner in crime, Chris Gersbeck. Only he moved to Los Angeles a few years ago. And uh, now he's on cocaine. No, just kidding. That's not true at all. Um, but, uh, it was great to see him. I hadn't seen him in a long time and he came on over. Uh, Liam is host of a lovely podcast called Tell Your Friends, History's Greatest Podcast. Um, and, uh, the episodes are coming at you fast and hard. And, oh, look at me. I'm, I was classic episode on July 25th. Um, anyway, check him out there, and, uh, check him out wherever you can, because he's a hilarious guy, and a fine young man, a handsome man, and I, I tried really hard to, to get into his head about what it's like living in Los Angeles, even though I, I guess I kind of know. I've never lived there, but I spent a lot of time there, and I have a lot of friends there, so, but I wanted to hear his experience, but we mostly talked about all sorts of depravity instead so all by way of saying this is a red hot episode let me tell you um and let's get into it right now here now is my delightful conversation with comedian and queens native liam mcanini um and chris gersbeck is there for the action too as is lucy and a little here's a little bit of a, a fun fact after the recording, we found out that Liam knows Lucy's sister, Marley, and didn't realize that Lucy was Marley's sister. Is this uh, fun information 
maybe not if if you're not a dog owner or dog lover probably not but uh anyway there you have it here now let's get into it okay enough here's liam me and chris having at it um all right let's start potting we are in my apartment once again there's it's cold outside but the, i feel like it's a warm feeling in here mm-hmm Despite me being a total fucking bitch before we hit record, um, I think that makes uh, two of us three. We were just just being three. <laughs> if we can, we can't include Lucy in that because she was being a sweet sweetie. Um, but uh, Chris, you you and I just returned from Portland, mm-hmm. and you said just before we hit record that you had a horrible flight back. Yeah, get into it. I I always think if I take a red eye flight, it'll save me time and energy because I'm like, why spend a whole day traveling when I can just sleep on a plane? And then I always forget that I just can't sleep on planes. No. So <clears throat> unless you fly in like fancy, yeah. which I let me be clear, I can count on maybe two hands the amount of times I've flown anything better than the worst mm-hmm. next to the bathroom. In coach, this yeah. is my. The, I, I prefer the middle seat next to the bathroom in coach. Hi, my name's Liam McAnini. I'm jumping in. <laughs> Last time I flew first class was on Delta. I had a connecting flight in Detroit, and uh, the flight from New York to Detroit was late. So because I was in first class, they held the plane for me while I transferred on the light rail Ooh. from one from one terminal to another. This is a, this is. That's luxury living. That I was, I was like, oh, this is why rich people are always a little more relaxed when they fly. Yeah, but uh, but there's always these cheap. There's a Turkish site called Hotel.com, and I've managed to book like some cheap European hotels through it. Oh wow! But you have to let your bank know because the first time I did it, they shut oh. down my credit card because. Yeah, because I was booking through a Turkish site, and it just looked like a scam from that there. That happened end. to me first. Time I went to London, like swipe my card at a drugstore, and I couldn't make any more transactions the rest of that trip. I'm not allowed. My credit card doesn't work anymore because I never paid the bill. Well, that's no good. It's a different thing. This was years ago before uh, I became uh, America's sweetheart. Did it fuck up your credit? Uh, I run... People think I'm crazy. Sure. But I truly... Don't, I pay for everything. I do not use any credit. I Smart. pay... When I buy something, I bought it. Mm-hmm. It's done. You know, until a year and a half ago, I didn't have any credit cards. Because until about two years ago, I had a credit score of two. Literally two? Literally two out of you know 900 or whatever. Yeah, I didn't time. know it could go that low. Uh, well, guess what? It I can. played Limbo. <laughs> How low can you go? I don't even want to know. I figure I'm going to find out at some point in time what my credit is. I th- the thing is, I th- I think I've actually been really responsible for the last 10, 12 years at least. But, I thought you were going to say days. No, like right. probably... For the last, yeah, dozen years at least. I've been... But before that, I would... Literally, my first reaction to any bill would be to just throw it in the trash and wait and see how I felt the next time it came down the pike. (laughs) No, I mean, honestly, like, New York really facilitates that kind of living because you don't have to buy a house. Mm -hmm. You don't have to buy a car. I mean, you don't even really have to rent a car. So it's like the three things that you need credit scores and credit cards to do are kind of unnecessary to get by in the city. Mm -hmm. So I live that I live exactly the way you're describing everything cash or through my debit card. And I never spent more money than I had. Uh, But I needed a car in L.A. I needed to be able to rent a car from time to time. Like, you know, it's just like there are a lot of things you need a credit score and a credit card for in the rest of the country. Yeah. I never even was on, I never had a, like a legal apartment until six years ago. Like, really? I was always living like a in some or... sketchy arrangement. 
Well, no, Dave. Dave used to live in a shack in Montana. Yeah, like he, like he collected his own rainwater and had solar power, so he was off the grid. Well, I had I, I had an illegal sublet for a very long time, and before that, I had roommates, and they had their name on the lease. Yeah. So I've only gone legit, but there was the rainwater period, and I will drink uh, anyone's urine. Just out of habit. Well, I also lived in a two-bedroom apartment that I grew up in. So it was like, you know, I was just grandfathered into the lease. So I never had to look for an apartment in New York City. Like, that's I never amazing. moved until I moved to L.A. Because that's like the worst so, experience. Yeah. <laughs> I Just just to, 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 so the listener is not driven crazy and I want to go fully <laughs> Oh, right. LA. We haven't finished what, your story. What happened Sorry. with your flight? Oh, it was more just, I took a sleeping pill. Okay. Got on the flight. But it turned out to be a laxative? No. <laughs> if you take a sleeping bill, pill and the laxative, then you're... <laughs> that's the that's the oldest trick in the book. Then you're a JetBlue legend. <laughs> uh, no, I just, I couldn't sleep and I started getting all antsy. And also the airline put me in a middle seat. Without warning, like I would not have booked that flight if there was only middle seats available. Like I picked the window seat, and then I go to check in, and suddenly I'm in a middle seat. They can't do that. They would yeah, not let me can. change it. It's actually part of your terms of service when you book online. They you're screwed. Yeah, they can. They can change your seat if if some like if they change the size of the aircraft. Oh. Then there's suddenly like more or less seats than uh, than they originally yeah. planned on. They can just move people around. You know what happened to me? I can't remember. Was it on the way, one of the directions? I think it was flying back. Mm-hmm. I got on the plane because we were just at this at the Ha Ha Harvest Comedy Festival in Portland. Did you get recognized <laughs> on the plane? I. That's not what I was going to say, but yes, I did. I did get recognized. Why did someone? Did I tell you that? No. I did get recognized on the plane. No, I know. I was legit asking you. You know, sorry. Wow. That do not fly list is really. <laughs> you were walking around Portland. People were screaming stuff at you from cars. Is that true? That's awesome. People just lose their minds. Um. Uh, but what happened was, I got on the plane because I know the festival. They booked my flight, right? Mm-hmm. And I on United, you have to pay extra to reserve a seat, right? If you're flying in coach, which is my preference, which I always do because I like coach. Really? Um, that's not oh. true. But the part about <laughs> how uh, you always do it. The part about how I do it is pretty true. Right. Um, and then uh, the only time I haven't flown in coach is when it was out of my hands, like when someone, when there used to be rules that they had to upgrade you for a shoot or whatever, but now that does not exist. And other situations were never on my own volition have I done anything other than coach because I'm yeah I'm just I'm still that kid from Cleveland right and but so the festival though they paid to reserve the seat because I was in 29D for every for four flights layover in Chicago flying back to Cleveland um, no direct flights from Cleveland to Portland um, and I got to my seat and there was a woman sitting there and uh and she said oh are you is this your seat and i said oh yeah just like that and like i wasn't gonna fight her about it and right. she's like oh well my my kid is she points this toddler in the Ugh. window seat oh saying like, they they didn't have us together like and then there was a woman in the middle and i was like assumed that was part of their group but then i later sort of looked over i don't think it was she was. And then she's like, would you mind taking my seat? And it was a middle seat Ugh. across the aisle. And I, I said, a middle seat, really? <laughs> and uh, just because I, I didn't have time to not to, to think that. I would never I would never just take the middle seat. Yeah, I, w- I would allow the, the flight attendants to figure this one out. Yeah, I should have. But I was like, hey, uh, just go with it. Because... I think every seat in coach is horrible anyway, if the whole plane's full. 
Right. So I was like, ah, whatever. So I sat down, and um, it was, it was not. It was very unpleasant. So wait, uh, you sat in the middle seat with the kid to the no. Right? I sat in the middle seat. Uh, where, this one had a seat across the ro- aisle. Okay. And I sat in that seat, and then, um, and then, uh, but then, then, so I was, I was sitting there. Because I don't really believe in karma or anything. Because I was like, this isn't going to come back to me in any positive way. Mm-hmm. Whatever. Um, and so, but then when we get off the plane, and Chris, you can, this is, I hope to tell this story on the moth. Let me be clear. You can edit this out, <laughs> this whole story. Because <laughs> I realize I'm taking forever. But, um, no, no, this is what people. It's riveting. This is what, you know, they say, uh, they say the flavors in the fat. Yeah, this, well, there's state. a lot. I'm giving real time. The pauses maybe people could do without because they're like, I think my uh, iPod player oh. stopped or whatever. They like they like the I put they pauses like pauses. In. People love a dramatic pause. This, anyway, this is very much like a Prairie Home Companion. So don't it worry is. about there's, it. They're going to have a fiddle playing right. music in the background. So if Garrison Keillor had used the c word once in a while. It would be just like. <laughs> So, but this, I was just talking about this earlier. I, the thing that drives me crazy on planes is when people get up and try to get off ahead of the rows ahead yes, of them. it's infuriating. It's just basic, like, let's just, just wait for the people ahead of you. Right. And just because the person's sitting and you manage to run up the row doesn't mean they're not ready. They're just not an idiot like you, and they're just standing waiting their turn. So the woman who is a row or two behind me that I switched seats with, I was trying to get up and she just blew right by me and didn't say like, oh my gosh, thank you. Right. And didn't, and I was just like, motherfucker, burns me twice. And she wasn't with the kid. The kid died on the plane. Okay. That's how I'm going to get it on the mouth. <laughs> um, no, but uh, yeah, anyway, it's not the greatest story, but I'm just saying my life's really hard. Let's get into it though. You now live in Los, as hinted at a couple times, yes. you now live in Los Angeles. I now live in Los Angeles. I gotta say, I'm never jealous of my friend's success, but the one time I got angry at a friend's success, and it's not your fault, is when I was watching Game of Thrones and I saw your name listed as a as a fucking writer or producer or whatever. And you were like, that motherfucker. I really was. I was like, oh my god, Dave got the dream job, that son of a bitch. Well... Uh, I had to calm myself down, and then it, then I googled it and it turned out it was a different Dave different Hill. Different Dave Hill. Yeah. I have fielded many... And it's the only time I've ever been furious at a friend for doing well. <laughs> well, that's... Uh, yeah, that would probably... Uh, that would be a lot. Yeah, that would probably upset me. I mean, it did upset... I've gotten emails about doing interviews about the show. Mm-hmm. You should do them. You really but should. Brian Regan does that. There's some screenwriter who has the same name. <laughs> I, I'll write back and be... You know, people will write... On social media, asking me, they used to like ask me questions, like, and, like I, or my dream is to be a writer for television, like, and I'm always like, come on by the set, <laughs> no just say I say I sang you, and then they're like, what's it like? And I'm I'm always just like, you know, it's a job like any other, like <laughs> it's kind of. I'm like, to be honest, I can't wait for it to be over, like. The snacks here are really lame. You would think that we would have like decent <laughs> snacks, but we don't. You know what's funny is that that Dave Hill gets a lot of hate because of how the final season went down. Right. Like people blame that Dave Hill all the time. Do yeah. they really? Yeah. It's not his fault. I think it He is. was on it for the really good seasons. Yeah, I, so, think, uh, I think they credit him for coming up with I didn't watch the show, so I don't know. Okay. But apparently the last season was not very well. Now, is it because you're too cool, or is it because you can't afford no, HBO? No, I, um, <laughs> I can't afford <laughs> HBO, but I do have my parents' password. But, uh, no, I just, I don't know, I, n- I never got into it. I would, I should watch it. But also, you don't get credit. If something starts to suck, you don't get credit for it having been good. Right. Mm-hmm. Like Dylan, when if he puts out, and I'm guessing... He did by Dylan fan standards some shitty records. He doesn't get to go like, well, uh, blonde yeah. on blonde. Hey. Yeah. <laughs> that is true. I mean, like when he put out a fucking shot of love, 
Nobody was like, ah, but Mr. Tambourine Man. Yeah. <laughs> Not in America, anyway. No, except for the critics at Rolling Stone. Yeah. Which will suck his dick, no matter... I mean, Scorsese's getting shit for The Irishman, which I don't know. As well, he should. <laughs> Did Not you watch it? I, no, oh. I haven't. Uh, I watched it. I, I'll let. I'm, I'm. I'm. The only thing I'm not. I'm not excited about this CGI. I've been hearing about. I'm full. I'm so it's against not CGI. That noticeable. It's not that bad. The thing is, they still have posture and walk like old men. Yeah. So it's this mm-hmm. really crazy thing where it's like Robert De Niro. And they didn't with reduce like, his weight that much either. So no. Like, so he's got like a like a middle aged face, but then he's like kind of hunt. And he, they actually hired a posture expert to fix this. To tell him how to walk like a younger guy? So some scenes he looks okay. And then especially long shots, he's just kind of hunched over and like picking his way down the street. And you're like, oh, that's that's an old man. Yeah. Interesting. You know, not to name drop, but I've met Robert De Niro. Oh, Bob? Bob, as okay. I... <laughs> or Mr. De Niro, as I call him. Um, and he... His vibe is much younger than a lot of the characters that he plays. Mm-hmm. I was surprised by that. Like I was like, "Oh, he seems like just like a young dude." Well, he wasn't Dirty Grandpa, so maybe that's where he gets Dirty it. Grandpa. I miss that one. It's a terrible comedy he was in a few years ago. Is it better than The Intern? I never saw The Intern, but you probably see The Intern. Is it better than Jack and Jill? Oh, this the that's Pacino. Adam Sandler. I'm vehicle. just saying. <laughs> I never saw that. I keep hearing Pacino's performances. That is like the best part of the movie. I gotta say, I've watched Jack and Jill uh, both in pieces in hotels across America, and also once all the way through. It's not that bad. Yeah. Like it's like surprisingly better than you would think, but not good. <laughs> it's the only way to describe it. The weird thing is like. Adam Sandler, like obviously he's done some uh, some really good things, but then he'll just jump into a pile of shit faster than yeah. anybody. But those piles of shit make a shit ton of money. I so guess that's like, what he's. Yeah. <laughs> I see. That's probably what he's thinking. Yeah, it's like someone that once asked Norman Greenbaum what it was like to be a one-hit wonder. And he's like, that one hit bought me a car and a boat. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's true. Spirit in the sky. Spirit right? in the. We're talking about. If you don't going put down your Google, mental Wikipedia, mm-hmm. mental googling. Yeah, you get you get one spirit in the sky. Yeah. Boom. Someone's telling me Spanglish is a really good movie, but that's also James Brooks' movie. So. Spanglish. Who else is in that? Uh, uh, it's like I'm, an ensemble cast. I was going to say J Lo, but that's me being racist. <laughs> Feel like Jane I honestly thought she had to be in it because if if not Jayla who because that's if you didn't you know that she must they must have approached Jayla about being in Spanglish did you see Hustlers no I saw it she's really good in that movie and her body is amazing and I'm not saying that in a creepy way I'm saying that in the way of like a guy who wants to do whatever she did to get into the shape she was in for that movie. I thought you were going to say he wants to do sex with her. I feel like she would yell at me a lot if we had sex. I don't think I would be able to satisfy her in the way she needs to be satisfied. Mm-hmm. We can't know that. She's in incredibly good shape, and I'm not. <laughs> it's all relative. I'm just saying... I'm not saying I'm bad at the sex, because I am very good at the sex. Oh, any. any Believe me, I've heard. <laughs> Chris and I were just talking about that. Yeah, that's those. I'm sure. When, like when he said that you were available to do the show today, <laughs> the first thing I said is, "He's not going to try to fuck us, is he?" Because uh, this could be a three-hour podcast. Yeah. What did you find out? Who's also in Spanglish? Tia Leone. Tia Leone. Didn't see it. that coming. Well, Wasn't was... she married to David Duchovny? She was. But uh apparently he was like a porn addict or something. He's a sex addict. He was yeah. a sex addict. But then I bet sex addicts love porn. Why is no one I know someone probably has made a a great set out of this, but why is no no one is ever addicted to sex with their partner? 
Isn't it a cop out? I feel like people like that who are sex addicts who try to be faithful usually have open relationships and multiple sex part. Like yeah, like you know, like it's all above board and. Oh, so you would yeah, you would probably never hear about it if someone were like, "Oh, my husband can't stop fucking me." Yeah, you it probably wouldn't be public information. It's when they you know. I mean, I feel like the first three months of any relationship is pretty much that. What? Sexual? First three months? Yeah. Well, now we're learning a bit about Chris, aren't we? How long have you been with Jenna? Almost 15 years. And how's the sex life? It's fantastic. Really? No. (laughs) (laughs) She runs an erotic open mic, so I feel like that could go either way. No, I mean, it's, you know, been married a few years. It's still good, but it's not, I don't think any relationship's the same as... How often do you guys have sex? Once a week. That's not bad. Yeah. That seems pretty good. Yeah. You know, for a 15-year... You've been married 15 years? No, we've been together 15 years. Once a week. This is really, I feel like, the most... I take it back. I was going to say it's the most personal, like, most intimate information we've gotten out of someone on this podcast. But then... I remembered a little episode we did with Andrea Allen. Oh, yeah. Oh, well, Andrea's good at that. She does not hold back. She's like a Howard Stern. But, Chris, how many partners had you been with before Jen? Like two. Oh, so... And I've been with her since I was 22. You ever cheat on her? No. Really? Wow. Come on. Better man than I am. Fifteen years and answer the question. Yeah, no, no, <laughs> just kidding. Why so you've would only, you ask such a question? You've only ever had three sex partners in your life. No, I've had more sex partners. Oh, before or relationships? But relationships, yeah, I've only had oh, but, two other girlfriends before. So you've done a lot of just random, a lot of just sucking and fucking. No, um, what does this show turn into? <laughs> Well, I've got that Joe Sixpack, blue collar, Johnny Lunch Pill kind of work day yeah, vibe. So yeah, so people are like, let's talk about fucking and sucking, fucking and, and sucking, bro. <laughs> I'm getting paid for getting laid. Which leads me to my next question, Chris. Have you ever gone gay for pay? No. Okay. Let's bring it back to you, Liam. <laughs> Not the same question. What's it like living in Los Angeles? <laughs> speaking of gay for yeah, pay. Speaking of gay for pay. You live in Los Angeles. Yeah, I love I love living in LA. Don't you do. move there. I love living there. Don't move there. You're it's saying the why greatest experience. I, move there? Uh, I mean, I'm not planning on it, but why shouldn't I? I'm more talking to your listeners. Oh, okay. Uh, because they're driving the rents up. Like a lot of people are moving to LA now. Oh, and I really? kind of have that mentality of like last one in the gate, shut the door behind me. Yeah. Like, is it cheaper to like live there versus New York? Though? It is cheaper, but it's also getting more expensive. Like an apartment in my neighborhood, like you should be able to get a one bedroom for under a thousand a month, and now you got to go look for under two thousand. It's because a ton of people are moving to Hollywood, you know, to become stars or at least uh, to achieve a middle class lifestyle, which is very sad when that's why people are entering show business. Yeah, but isn't mo? I mean, there's all you know. That's true. You might as well just try to become a multi-mega bazillionaire. It's in true show business, but it's also like there's still good union jobs, you know. Oh yeah, like and you can still make six figures and buy a house and a car, or two cars. Like you can live the American dream if you are successful in show business, in a way that a lot of American industries are failing now. Yeah. That's why I'm sticking with it. Me too, man. This industry of show. What are you doing? What was that noise? That was your uh, oh, that was the, the air conditioner for your. I mean, your the remote the for your air conditioner. Well, don't lose it. If someone no, no, steps on it, then we'll never be able to turn the fan on again. Oh God! It's, it's not okay. A fan. We can get it later. It's a portable air conditioner. No, it's an, it's, it's a, a fan. fan. Or is it's that a fan? what you call them in LA? <laughs> it's a fan. Things that blow air and no, make it's it just cooler. A w- oddly shaped. But uh, but the thing about LA is like, it's nice. The weather's sunny a lot. Uh, it it was seventy degrees and sunny the day I flew out here. Uh, What's it like thirty seven today? Something like that. Yeah. Yeah. So, but you're from Queens. I'm from Queens. I'm. You're from, like a New Yorker. I'm a native New Yorker, born like and raised. Chris here. Yeah. yeah. 
You're one of the only native Queens people that I actually know. Yeah. Chris actually lives in my old neighborhood now. My old stomping grounds. Oh, wow. Yeah, I mean, you know, it's like young people like him that had kind of ruined it. But yeah, it's that, good why thing. you had to leave. It's a, I mean, it's like, you know, why like regular working folk can't afford to live there anymore? Mm-hmm. Raise a family in Forest Hills? Because of me. Because of people like you. sucking and fucking Chris Gerstack rolls into town and starts fucking everybody. Chris, you ever have a threesome? No. Wow, I can't believe that. No. That's on my bucket list, though. You've got a hair? Really? Really? No. Oh. You've got, like, the <laughs> you know hair and beard of a guy I would be who's tried. <laughs> Not to mention that anyone who's ever tried being in a threesome has told me that it's... There's always just one person just, like, masturbating in a corner because there's not enough to do. Not enough do. tongues and hands and <laughs> yeah. holes and dicks to go around. I would, I would assume. I would know because I live in the light of Christ, but I can tell you that's yeah. not strictly necessarily true. But oh. I've never been involved in the threesome. I've made out with two girls at once. Does that count? I think so. All right. Now we're back. <laughs> I was in college, and we did it as a joke, as a humorous joke. As a hilarious 45-minute prank? As a hilarious <laughs> prank that was the, remains the proudest moment in my life. <laughs> I did notice it was in your special skills on your resume. It can make out with two chicks yeah. who are totally cool with it. No, but I, I don't think I could ever be involved with another fellow, just because uh, I just know that we would be comparing ourselves to each other at one point. Mm-hmm. I, th- I just don't want that kind of pressure. Don't you think, though, uh, that when there's two dudes and a girl in a threesome, hypothetically, that it's really the girl is there just as sort of training wheels for their homosexual experience that they're really after? Or is that small-minded of me? It's either uh, rape fantasy or they want to have sex with each other. I don't think that there exists a scenario. Mm. I feel like there is there's absolutely a bisexual component even if they even if they only high five. That's well, is there anything more bisexual than high fiving? Uh, no, I say this as someone who high fives regularly. I love to high five. I love a nice high five. During sex or just in general. You know what, man? If I was with a woman and she fucking at one point just looked at me and went for a high five, I would be so stoked because I was, knew I was doing something right. Well, no one ever tries to high-five you. I feel like I don't ever get offered ironic high-fives. Usually, uh, it's from children right? And there, where there's not a sexual mm-hmm. component. Anyone over the age of 18 that I've ever high-fived with, it's definitely sexual. Uh, no, I'm kidding. I was uh, podcast. I was waiting for. I was. I was going to a friend's birthday dinner. Turned out I was outside the wrong Mexican restaurant in Bushwick. Oh, because there's Taqueria El Fagon, which is where I was waiting. Mm-hmm. But then there's also Taqueria El Fagon Number Two off of Bogart around this, the corner. This is an understandable mistake. Oh, it was totally understandable. And eventually, it all got sorted out. But there was a little kid nearby who was just kind of bored, waiting for his dad to finish fucking scraping the sidewalk. Sure. First, he came up and offered me a piece of ice, and he was like talking to me, and I was like, "Oh, I made a friend." A piece of ice, just like regular ice, just like, like a an... chunk of ice he'd found, and he just like offered it to me. Where did he get it? Off the ground. Oh, it was cold weather. Yeah, it was cold weather. It was oh. yesterday. Oh, okay. It's cold here in New York City. <laughs> Lucy, it's it's all right. He just didn't understand. Thank you, Lucy. It's okay. I didn't understand. Thank you, sweet baby girl. I wasn't condescending to him. I was just explaining. Hey, Lucy, let him... Come on. Okay, so... This is eerie. Are we about to get murdered? Thank you, Lucy. Not by the dog, but someone outside the door. That's not a dog. Probably, okay. I say probably. Uh, But anyway, so then as I walked away... I had to walk past the kid, and I was like, "Hey, have a great night, little man." And then he, then he was like, "Bye, bye." And then he fucking threw a chunk of ice at my head. I was, like, <laughs> I was like, "Ah, I'm in New York City. I forgot." That's amazing. That's kind of awesome that he just turned on you like that, like a, on a dime. <laughs> uh, but anyway, so LA is great. I ha- yeah, own a yeah, car getting now. back to LA. What kind of car do you have? This is not a judgment. 
I have a 2012 silver Toyota Camry. That's a great car. I bought it through CarMax. I got everything I wanted. It's got. I, it must have been owned by a, by an old lady mm-hmm. from Las Vegas, which is where my car came from. Okay. Why it had that old there lady a, smell? No, because it had blinds. It has blind spot sensors. It has uh, a oh. compass in the rearview mirror. It has like a, a like a rearview camera. It's got everything an older person needs when they're driving to and from the casino every day. That's pretty cool. All the satellite radio presets were set to old people music. <laughs> this it sounds like a sweet ride. What color is it? Silver. That's a good color. So, if I may. Yes. Where do you, you don't have to say, but can you tell us where you? Someone might show up to murder you. Is the reason you might not want to say. But where do you live in L.A.? Well, just to give you a general, uh, not to get specific. I'm at 5533 Hollywood Boulevard. Okay. Um, That's right in the heart of it. Yeah, it's like uh, on the corner of Garfield. Do you want me to censor that? No, no. Uh, the entrance is around the corner on Garfield. <laughs> it's not on Hollywood Boulevard. Well, you can kind of, depending on how many units are in your building, it's not dangerous. Well, there's over 100 units in my building. Good luck. Someone could still kill you, though. Like my... Is your name on the mailbox? There is no mailbox. No. I, we, we have a doorman, so it's... Uh, um, oh, you're safe. No one's going to yeah, kill you. Yeah. I mean, someone might kill you. One of my probably. neighbors might kill me, but nobody no, nobody from the outside is going to kill me. You should be more worried that an insane person is going to come and try to suck your dick and then keep coming when you say no. Um, wait, they keep coming? Go oh, coming at me. Yeah. Or they're already coming. As they're... <laughs> <laughs> this is horrible. What, what has happened? Um, I don't know. Chris started talking about threesomes and then just kind of devolved from there. I apologize. I'm trying to think of the last time I was ever in a situation where someone wanted to perform Falladio on me. And I had to be like, stop it! Stop it! I'm going to go back to college on this one again. When all when everything was perfect. <laughs> I'm going to say I, I never really mounted a defense against. There's, there's never been like a... There's never been a situation where someone's tried to blow me where I've been upset about it. I'll say what that. What if there's been other people in the room uh, that never happened to me. I mean, well, but uh, anyway, uh, but it's never been a situation I'm just where a pause where, I, where I've had space. an where I've had an audience. I'll say that. Um, no, I'm against audiences for my shows. Clearly, <laughs> <laughs> again, I don't want like dudes sitting there comparing themselves to me or comparing me to them. I don't well, like that's the judgment. The thing, like, I don't understand people talk about. Uh, being involved like I know a guy who was I think orgies also yeah, I could never do are like I have a friend named Porno Jim I'm listening he's a porno fan and uh, he made a movie a porno movie porno movie but he also did a one man show about his love of porn which he put on in the bar of a sex club so my girlfriend and I went to in, watch his show in New York or LA in New York Okay. This was like four, five, six years ago. A sex? There was a sex club in New York five or six years ago. Hell yeah, down. It's still there. It's a. Fan, it's like a well-known. What's one. it called? I forget, but it's like the front is an electric lighting store on maybe Allen Street. Oh my god! And you just go to watch people. No, no, no. I mean, it's a, you. It's a, you go to have sex with strangers. I mean, it's oh, a sex so it's club. like a swingers club. It's oh. a swingers club, right? So like. After the show, they were telling us, like, yeah, if you guys want to come in to the sex club, it's only you like it's only ten dollar cover each. I want to pay more for a sex club. Oh, you, you got well. The thing was, we had been comped for the show, but theoretically, people had paid twenty bucks each to watch the show. So thirty bucks total. Yeah. If you enjoyed the show, yeah. you might enjoy fucking for ten dollars more. But there were just a bunch of dudes hanging out, like <laughs> hanging out at the foot of the stairs of the sex club. Just kind of waiting for the night to start. Like looking at their phones? Well, looking at my girlfriend. Um, and I was just like, I wouldn't share a sandwich with these guys, let alone my <laughs> girlfriend. You know? Like, what? Like, uh, you know what I'm saying, Chris? Yeah. yeah. I, I, yeah. Ugh. I just feel like... I mean, you must have had swingers propose you and Jen at some point in your 15 years in New York City. Uh, yeah, actually. Yeah. Really? Where did, well, because Jen, Jen hosts uh, an erotica open mic oh, show. Oh, so people assume that she's down for weird uh, stuff. A couple times 
couples have shown up not knowing like the exact format of the show or just reading oh it's an erotica show and thinking it's like uh maybe we could fuck the host yeah yeah no seriously that people Uh, are that way one so one time someone went up and literally propositioned us from the stage what she was like i didn't i don't know what this was was is super fun but i thought maybe it was like a, a swingers thing because my boyfriend and i are swingers and we thought you guys were cute and it was super awkward because we were both just sitting in the front like so in the way they got on stage to see this the girl did was she cute she's all right oh couldn't she get like (laughs) Uh oh (laughs) that's a very nice way of saying no no she was you know she's fine was she portly was she port no 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 so she was in good shape no she have a bad face I don't mean this is like two years ago. I don't know. Oh, that's a yes. She had a bad. <laughs> but I would. It sounds to me like, based on everything I've heard in the last hour or however long, that her appearance had nothing to do with your decision. Yeah. Not to have no, yeah, no. Chris is just kind of lame. Well, the yeah, guy. Yeah, I don't know why. I mean, at least get a hand job. <laughs> Seriously. I mean, the guy. The guy. By the. By the uh, her boyfriend was a like a uh, like a burly man. Sure, they always are, and. Not that we even like considered it. It was very awkward to be asked that from the stage, like because then we had to react in some way. We couldn't just like you guys were like maybe if it was just you, but it's you and him, and that's (laughs) so flattered. Yeah, I was in this band, though. I guess anyone could figure this out because I've only been in so many bands. Um, But I was in a band at one point in my life where one of the guys in the band was in into like swinging and stuff uh-huh. and we would be on tour and he would uh like there would be some random couple just showing up and kind of like in the dressing room and i'd be like, what oh, who are these people and then he'd be like guys i'm not going to the back to the hotel tomorrow i'll give you guys a call tomorrow and then the next day we would hear like some uh horrifying tale of what <laughs> happened whether we wanted to hear it or not i always love those stories oh the thing about my friends who have those kind of relationships is uh the relationships last about two years oh yeah they know. never no. any i've anyone who's ever like oh i'm in an open uh yeah relationship it's like you're in a soon-to-end relationship you're either on the way in or the way out yeah, yeah. it does not or like what happened uh it's like, oh, me and my wife split up. And what, what happened? Like, oh, she uh, she now lives with this woman that came <laughs> over a few times. Well, yeah, they met in a threesome, and then suddenly I was out. That happens all the time. It happens quite a bit. Yeah. Anyway. Boy, if you're listening to this, you just missed some <laughs> genuinely juicy, genuinely juicy gossip. I That's like, uh, like, I hope to God you you don't forget to cut that out, dude. I, I hope I you just not. made it. I noticed you didn't make a note of what time that happened. I, I didn't make a note, but I always I go through the entire podcast. While okay, well, don't get lazy this podcast because that could get me into serious <laughs> personal trouble. Same. All you said, basically, no. <laughs> Dave, could you just recap with names? All you said was, <laughs> uh, yeah, it doesn't. I don't know. I think people, you know, people always try to like figure out some dream scenario. Where they can uh, just have everything. And I think it's the opposite. Like, choose your manner of defeat. I think, like, you can be in a monogamous relationship and be like, oh, no, I can't go fuck everybody. Right. Poor me. Or you can not be in a relationship and you go fuck everyone. And you go, like, oh, I wish I had a relationship. Or you can be in an open relationship ship and ultimately end up with nothing (laughs) so you lose no matter what the one the relationship where you think you have everything you end up with nothing in the end everything we're talking about i'm all for dudes man on man love for anyone who's interested in it but i'm don't do these other things that are clearly just just diversions right for what you really want like Like the weird courting rituals yeah go let's hey let's go to an mma match (laughs) <laughs> Those are two dudes who want to make out. Yeah. If you're an MMA, yeah. anyone who's listening, if you like MMA, 
Well, find I've, a boyfriend. I've watched UFC, and as far as I can tell, it's just dudes hugging on the ground for like mm-hmm. ten seconds, That's and then totally it's over. What, you can't tell me. Yeah, it's all just hugging. Which I is remember funny. I verified this with some gay friends, and they're like, "Oh yeah, super gay." So yeah, you know, I checked it out before I just go saying this stuff all willy nilly. Willy Nilly, by the way, is a strip club that used to be on Christopher Street. Are you serious? No. <laughs> <laughs> Get my, I'm like ru- running for my I coat. think the three of us should open up a strip club. Willy Nilly. That sounds like the saddest strip club ever. Saddest like. all-male <laughs> review. Oh, but so when I was 14 years old, my friend Evan was in a band in high school, like, like a shitty high school band. Mm-hmm. I went to see them play in College Point, Queens. And his bass teacher was giving us both a ride home because, like, College Point is, you know, fucking, like, you know, a three-hour ride on the on the bus yeah. from from my where I lived in Rigo Park. My friend Evan is like, I love my friend Evan, but we kind of enable each other's dirtbag tendencies a little bit when we hang out. Mm-hmm. And so Evan was like, so Evan was like, hey man, before we go home, let's go to a strip club. I was like, sure, let's go to a strip. Club. I've never been to a strip club. And then his bass teacher was like, all right, let's go. Oh. And so we were in a van. And he drove this van to Sunnyside, Queens, uh, to a now now it's Parrot Coffee on Queens Boulevard, but at the time it was like this shitty like what they call a titty bar, sure. Uh, and it was clearly an off night. They let us hang out there, even though Evan and I were very clearly not old enough to drink. What may may I ask how how old were you guys, and how old was the creepy bass teacher who I've Feel well, safe calling creepy at this we point. We were both fourteen, and I would say he was what? he was very awesome. <laughs> like, How did you get uh, it? Very cool adult. Dude, it was it was a time in New York City before Giuliani, when if you were old enough to see the bar, you were old enough to order from it. So I drank at a lot of places in Queens. Yeah. At that time, uh, and if you couldn't get into a bar, you could always go to like a, a liquor store or bodega and get beer or, or alcohol. I concur. Like. When I came here to go to college, I, well, I guess that's not, college is different, but I mean, I used to just walk around New York just drinking. Yeah. The only place you couldn't order On without an ID was like Bleecker Street, and that was because the cops were always busting bars for underage drinking there. But it wasn't, like back then, you would just have to pay a cop, like basically pay a cop a grand and it would go away. Like now... You were walking around with a grand? No, no, the bar owners. Oh, oh, no, oh, me? oh, no. oh. It's like no, I, I wouldn't. I couldn't get in, lad. I couldn't wait, get in. So wait, how old is the base teacher? Just he was so in can... his forties. Oh, this is that's, that's really creepy. That's horrifying. That's not creepy. It was awesome. How dare you? For you, but in retrospect, don't you realize how disturbing that is? No, I mean, I don't. You're know. not like, hey, Mister, whatever was really fucking creepy. <laughs> No, so he a, wasn't <laughs> trying to put the moves on us. No, but I'm saying but, like the girls. If you had a 14-year-old son and you found out that a 40-year-old man... Oh, I would murder him, but that's a different story. <laughs> yeah, I that's just, not I'm me. just saying like, that is not responsible. So we hung out there until closing. Uh, I immediately understood that these women hated us and like fucking thought we were ridiculous and gross. So therefore, I started making friends with them because I was just like, all right, well then, if, if like... Because the fantasy at a strip club is these women are into you. Yes. And that's how they make their money is like, you have, like, the male brain is like, oh, these women, if only they weren't working right now, they would totally be fucking me. Like, it's the only thing that's separating me from fucking these women is that bouncer at the end of the bar. Yeah. But I immediately understood, like, no, 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 these women fucking just want to make money. And I was like, okay, that's cool, because I just want to look at tits. Mm-hmm. So we made friends with this woman who gave us her name, and her name was Jade. Uh, was it? I doubt it. <laughs> but but check it out. So like she was like, yeah, you know, I'm also DJ at Club USA. So if you ever guys want to go to Club USA, In Times Square, Times Square, yeah, yeah. So and she was like, stripping was my sideline. Anyway, so we had breakfast with her. <laughs> As you do. Did you As stay you out do. that late that you had? We stayed out that late that we had breakfast with the stripper. So then, of course, my friend Evan was in head over heels in love with. Is this, this the same night with the bass teacher? Yeah. This is incredible. It was amazing. It was the best. This is why I'm saying... So on the right, you just never came home. <clears throat> I got home at like 6 in the morning before my parents woke up. Like right before they woke up. This is it a weekend? Weeknight. So, oh my gosh, you're from the mean streets. So then 
uh, Evan would call the payphone at the strip club every week and be like, is Jade dancing? And of course they'd be like, yeah, we have a million fucking Jades. Like, yeah, of course Jade's dancing. And they're all dancing. So he would call right me now. and I would be I would be like, uh, yeah, I can't. I, you know, I'm broke, whatever. I don't have the money. So then one day uh, he was like, come on, man. Jade's dancing at the club. Let's go. And we went. We went. It gets really gross now. So we went. It was all like Russian strippers off the, like, fucking mm-hmm. clearly loaded in from a cargo vessel. You know, like in the oh wire. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we were like, okay, Jade's not here. Let's go to another strip club. We tried Honey's on Queens Boulevard, but they actually carted us. And then God bless Evan. I don't know how he knew where this place was. He's like, don't worry. I know a strip club in Ozone Park. I was like, all right. Because he had a car. So I was like, sure. Don't ask me why Evan was allowed to drive. I just realized he probably shouldn't have been driving. Yeah. Because uh, he was no older than 15 at the time. Learner's permit. Oh, my God. But he shouldn't have been... Like, with a learner's permit, you're not allowed to drive yeah. alone. Yeah, yeah. It just occurred to me his parents would just let him drive the, their car. They were just thinking, you got this. Fucking hilarious. Okay, so... <laughs> that never even occurred to me till I said this out loud. So we went to the strip club on Ozone Park. Really dingy, shitty strip Isn't club. That, wasn't that where John Gotti was from? Yes. Dude. Gotti territory... You could like anything kind of went in Ozone Park at that time. I had friends that lived out there, and we would just get really hammered and fucking on the streets. We would go to pool hall and order beers there. It was it was pretty nuts the kind of life I led. But uh, but we found this really shitty, dingy strip club. It was the last night the strip club was open, so the only people. The only people that was the owner. Like they were about to close. Like that was their last night. They told us when we walked in. We were like, why is it empty? And they were like, oh, yeah, we're closing tomorrow. Forever. So it was the owner. Uh, his wife, who was in her 40s and was about 5 feet tall and maybe 250 pounds. Mm-hmm. She was topless. Sure. And then a young woman who was zonked out on drugs. And it was like a th- the setup was there was a bar, like a square the bar was a square, and the 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 floor was in the middle of that square, but lower. So it was like kind of like a pit. Anyway, this woman was just this young woman was zonked out on drugs, and she just kind of lay in the floor and fingered herself. <laughs> and that was the, on her back. That was the performance. I I think that was just what was happening. Oh, we were Evan and I were literally the only of the customers in the bar. And you're fourteen. For the, yeah. And we're just watching this woman finger herself for about 20 minutes. And then we're like, okay, we should probably get out of here. This is... You ever been to the Pussycat Lounge? Yeah. We the... can't move on to another place. <laughs> <laughs> we're not like, we're not going down the line now and being like, I, what do you think of... Uh... Um, no. <laughs> I'm going <laughs> to... Maybe we, we need to put a cap old? on this. Maybe when we went to the Southern Strip Club, we were 15, but no older than 15 at that point. Yeah, you moved on. Unlike Chris, clearly. <laughs> well, next, next, next time, when you come back, we'll ask you full, only L.A. questions. Uh, sure. No, honestly, I love L.A., and we'll talk about it next time. Do you think you'll sure. stay there forever and ever? I would, if I got a good job here, I would come back in a heartbeat because all my friends are still here. Like, mm-hmm. I have a million friends that live in New York, and that's, you know, it's the only thing I miss about city living, to be very honest, is just uh, my friends. There are, like, great shows here. Mm-hmm. There's great, like, comedy here. Uh, and I miss that. But everything else, life is so much better for me in LA. It's ridiculous. I think you're lying. No, I'm not. I'm just kidding. You're right. I have no friends. I think you're lying. I sit in my parents' basement all day. Your parents moved to L.A. too? No, I'm saying when I visit New York. Oh, oh, oh. No, no, I'm saying that you're lying about L.A. Oh, no, I love L.A. I just need a bigger apartment. So anyway, if you're listening and you have the line on a one-bedroom apartment in a nice neighborhood with a parking garage attached and no more than $1,700 a month, uh, I'm at liam at heyitsliam.com. Got it. there you have it, my delightful conversation with Liam McEnany. Go see him. Go listen to his podcast called Tell Your Friends and um, buy his albums. He's got albums uh, that are hilarious. 
and uh, and if you see them on the street, uh, wrap them in your loving arms. How's that? Um, and uh, support us on Patreon. Did I already say that? Of course I did. Patreon.com forward slash Dave Hill. So we can keep these podcasts coming down the pike with great regularity. Like someone eats, who eats a high fiber. Oh, that's gross. I'm not go there, as they say. Sorry for saying go there. Try not to use that phrase either. What is this, the 90s? Uh, all right. Oh, the cops are coming. They're like, Dave, this is the worst voiceover ever. We're putting you under arrest. Um, all right. I leave you today. Uh, our dear friend JC Cassis has a new song, and yes, music video called Christmas is Bullshit. We're just going to play the song because this is a podcast and, uh, you know, that's all the technology we have. But go on YouTube, YouTube, and see the video. It's hilarious. The song is hilarious and great. Uh, JC is, of course, uh, from the legendary and wildly popular Risk podcast, which I've been on. Yes, I'm sure you're wondering. And she's also one half of the pop duo XL. Here's JC Cassis. Uh, Christmas is bullshit. I can't say it enough. I kind of like Christmas. But I do like this song too. Shivers up my spine Cause this part of the year Is my least favorite time I don't stuff stockings I don't buy dead trees I only like shopping If the shopping is for me The food makes me fatter Christmas cookies taste like wood Ugly sweaters don't flatter And I prefer to look good The weather is nasty The crowds are insane Don't be mad at me But I just gotta say So I can have fun You can call me a killjoy A curmudgeon, a grinch But I call it like I see it And I won't give an inch I don't need Santa I can buy shit for myself I don't care about job security for an elf Traditions don't matter Sometimes they're obscene Let me give an example So you see what I mean Name one other time You would ever drink eggnog If you don't like what I'm saying You can suck my Yule log Cause Christmas They say, 
don't complain about a problem without offering a solution. Fine. Next year, no Christmas, just two Halloween.